0: What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show here on the Wolverine YouTube channel. If you haven't yet, please make sure to subscribe. We are inching towards 22,000 subscribers, so hit that like button, subscribe. It is completely free, and if you want more Michigan recruiting information, now is the time to take advantage of our special offer. One dollar for three months over at thewolverine.com. That gets you through the last official visit weekend of June. Uh, If you want to become an annual member, you can sign up for a half off right now, $49.99 for the entire year. So head over to TheWolverine.com and sign up today. Zach is back on the podcast. What's up, Zach? How are you feeling after a crazy weekend?
1: I mean, emphasis on crazy. I mean, these past 72 hours have been a whirlwind for Michigan fans, both up and down.
0: Yeah, it has been crazy. We're going to dive into that. Remember, this is the Super Chat show, so we do have a structured podcast today. Tomorrow, I'll be back on the channel to answer all y'all's questions. But today, we are covering the new commits, the official visit weekend, and the official visit weekend to come. Uh, But we do already have a Super Chat, and it comes from Devon Robinson, and he says, what in the world happened with Aaron Childs? Would the, will the aftermath have any impact on Darian Mayo? I feel like if Michigan gets Jeremiah Beasley, everything is still good at linebacker this cycle, but it feels like Raylan Wilson all over again. So, you know, Raylan Wilson was interesting because he actually committed and said he was going to stay committed. And then he gave the staff indication that he was going to still be in the class. But I feel like that one, we kind of knew he was eventually going to flip. I mean, it was kind of like, when is this guy flipping? Childs never actually committed, even though he was a long time lean. And I think it was worse than Raylan Wilson because Raylan Wilson was expected, right? Childs was a gut punch. Like I got a message on what day was that Saturday night? And it was like, something's going on with Aaron Childs. I checked in with program sources and said, something's going on with Aaron Childs. And then like in a matter of 20 minutes or so, um, you know, all the crystal balls started flooding in for him to go to Florida. And he eventually committed that same night. So uh, I was I was super shocked. You know, I'm the guy uh, that has been covering Aaron Childs for a long time, ever since, you know, more than a year. Uh obviously being out here in Virginia, I saw him multiple on multiple occasions. Even when I was living in Chicago, I had a chance to go see him. He's long been considered one of my favorite prospects in the class. Um I I did not see that one coming at all, especially when Childs had said he was gonna make all his official visits on top of that. Um, you know, he was already basically on paper. In Michigan's recruiting class, they were even trying to get his announcement on ESPN or help him do that in the same fashion that they did with Jaden Davis earlier in the cycle. So, you know, after – Childs was supposed to be on campus this weekend for his official visit here on June 23rd. After that weekend, I fully expected him uh, to commit to the Wolverines. In fact, I had seen him a couple weeks prior – and told him hey I'll go out to Maryland we'll make it a big thing if it's on ESPN I'll be there and all types of stuff so it, it definitely caught me off guard I think it caught Michigan off guard and look you know this is just this is a true loss there's no way to to really spin this or yeah. say Michigan cooled or anything this is a this is an L all the way and you just have to roll with it and you know to answer the the kind of the next question I do think that Uh, Michigan will be fine with linebacker recruiting. They already have um, several guys that can play that position, Cole Sullivan, Jaden Smith. If they land Jeremiah Beasley, I've always said Beasley's a great scheme fit. I don't think it'll really have an impact on Darian Mayo. I'm pretty sure Mayo was just as surprised as everybody else. I think Mayo is his own guy. I never felt like him and Childs were any type of true package deal or anything like that. So Mayo is going to go into Michigan with an open mind this weekend. And the staff is getting ready to roll out the maze and blue carpet. They are all in on getting Gary and Mayo. But uh, Zach, what was your, before we dive into the show, what was your reaction when you got the uh, Aaron Childs news? How much of more of a priority Jeremiah
1: Beasley is going to be when he um, makes his decision on June 28th or June 29th. in wayne state um i know for months it was with air giles was the mic target jeremiah beasley was the will um i still fully expect michigan to come out on top for jeremiah beasley but i think more emphasis is going to be put just to make sure that it all goes smoothly considering that jeremiah beasley is going to be officially visiting to missouri this upcoming weekend and then four days later he'll Mm -hmm. announce his commitment but yeah i know we both have Predictions uh, placed since early April, like immediately following the spring game. So I know this Victor's weekend was, could have got, couldn't have gone better um, when it comes to the targets. So uh, my confidence still has increased. But yeah, I think landing Jeremiah Beasley even more now is just so much more imperative now that their uh, desired might target in Aaron Childs is now going to Gainesville.
0: All right, so let's talk about some positive news here. Michigan did land three commitments over the course of four days. And, and by the way, guys, um, I, I see some mention that we started the show a little late because Libby destroyed his toe again. Um, it is healing, it, it looks okay. Or that I wouldn't, that... Say, I wouldn't <laughs> say okay,
1: but it's definitely not purple anymore.
0: there was also a rumor i was fighting a notre dame fan that is uh that is not true uh Mm. i was not fighting a notre dame (laughs) fan that's that's i I was also not doing this uh brian kane says ej why does everyone think you're an evil genius who controls the recruiting ranking industry i'm not sure but i definitely wasn't on the phone with charles power telling him to knock Jaden davis down to a three star or something like that so i have uh have no say what Charles Powers does. The real reason is I actually got these brand new headphones with a mic. So hopefully we sound better and we've gotten our audio issues over and done with. Our producer, Megan, uh, was back last week, but she was on vacation. I, I think that time the mic blew out or whatever. So we should be all good to go from a technical standpoint. So let's go ahead and dive into the actual topic that people care about. Michigan's newest commits. So... Uh, you know, three and four days, that's a, a really nice coup for the Wolverines. They got some players they really, really wanted, two on the offensive side of the ball, one on the defensive side of the ball. Let's actually start off with Micah Kaapana, Zach. That's your guy, uh, three-star running back from Las Vegas, Bishop Gorman, a big powerhouse nationally, Uh prospect that rushed for 1,000 yards on just 70 carries. Zach, you were following this recruitment very closely. We both – put in predictions for Michigan going into his official visit um, a couple weeks prior to this commitment. So tell us how it happened and what you think about Ka'apana.
1: Yeah, so really how it started was my card simply flew out to Las Vegas in the late April to offer Ka'apana. And their relationship over the phone just consistently got more and more frequent. Um, you know, Micah told us, After his official visit, that he spent a lot of time with Mike Hart. He actually got in a little bit later, so he was spent a lot of more time with Hart than maybe the other commits. But that's okay, because obviously he's in the class. But yeah, he was saying that everything that Mike Hart was preaching, everything that he told him while dissecting film and going over the history of running back position in Michigan, and just really getting to know each other like the personal level. Um, Kyle Pana was firm that he had, is really fond of just Mike Hart, the coach, but also Mike Hart, the person. Um, this goes back to just what we've said about Mike Hart this entire offseason. Like Mike Hart, the recruiter, is probably one of the best jobs done by a Michigan coaching staff member since January. I mean, this guy has hit the trail uh, at a pace faster than, I I mean, I don't know how how long you've, how, how faster than most right like he went to texas he went to the carolinas he went to florida like he he successfully brought in his own two guys too like this is one that took 45 days to happen um kapan is someone who's probably going to get a bump in the rankings by his senior year i mean he was splitting carries as a junior and that's why he only got 70 carries um but he made the most of it right averaging over 14 yards per per touch Um, He's one that has upfield vision. He's really good with awareness in the open field. Um, A lot of balance when making cuts. Um, Very, very powerful head for, you know, North South kind of guy in between the tackles and just knows how to make plays and score. Um, He can also be split out wide um, as a flex option. So that complements what Jordan Marshall brings. The other commit, you know, is that um, ground and pound type of persona. So Michigan, I think Michigan fans, you know, after seeing who Kapan is on film, I think, you know, they've grown to like him. I think when he committed, everyone was on the same page. Like, this is a really valuable asset that my card has landed. So, you know, I, I know the fallout with Taylor Tatum right now. I know on three reported that he's not going to take his official visit this weekend, but. Based on what I've seen from Kaapana, his willingness and wanting to be a part of the program, his wanting to be development by developed by Mike Hart, this was just a home run, uh, home run underrated land, and I think people are really going to see what he can provide to Michigan at the next level um, come August when it's time for him to be the featured back for such a powerhouse out west for Bishop Gorman.
0: Yeah, no, I'm really excited about what Ka'apana can do as a senior. I I do think he can rise up the rankings. I do think it was a nice find by Mike Hart. Of course, that means that Michigan is out of it for Taylor Tatum. As I first reported earlier this week, Taylor Tatum is not likely, will probably not make his official visit to Michigan. So um, it will be Jordan Marshall and Micah Ka'apana this cycle. And, You know, the Wolverines are already off to a good start with recruiting 2025 running backs. I had a story up over on the Wolverine breaking down those targets, but you're looking ahead, and this is the best job, in my opinion, Mike Hart has done uh, with underclassmen recruits. The, The way he's gotten in on guys early for the 2025 class is much different than the last couple of cycles. I mean, he's already in on guys like on 300 running back Iverson Howard you put in a prediction for Michigan to land four-star running back Justin Baker. So, you know, they had Chad Gasper, who's a fast riser out of Texas on campus this past week. So Hart doing a really, really good job with the underclassmen early on. Um, Big shout out to Mike Hart, who's drastically improved his recruiting efforts. Um, Let's talk about Devin Baxter. That's my guy. So I will take him. Uh, Devin Baxter is a kid that I've been trying to hype up for a long time, man. I went out, Uh, and saw him early in the offseason right after Michigan offered and I saw him in a private private workout. Uh, He was going through a training session with a private trainer and Baxter is really raw but the upside is tremendous and I remember writing after that session like no guy on the Michigan edge board has a bigger ceiling than Devin Baxter. It's time to get really excited about Devin Baxter. This is a guy that Michigan defensive coordinator Jesse Minter is personally all in on. So uh, I've been trying to get people on the Devin Baxter hype train for a while. He had a, a really good Under Armour camp in May. He's really coming along. He's getting better technically. But the thing that makes Baxter such an exciting prospect is at six foot five, 235 pounds, he's still, um, You know, a little bit on the skinnier side in the sense that he's really tall. He's really long and has a lot of room to fill out. I shouldn't say he's skinny. I should say he has a lot of room to fill out. Uh, He can easily add another 30 pounds back to his frame. This is a kid that was playing all the way up at 260, cut down to 235. So he's capable of carrying the weight. He's also new to the position. He started off as a quarterback, tight end. He still plays Uh, some wide receiver for his high school team. So once he gets to Michigan and actually gets developed by a Michigan staff known for producing high-level pass rushers and gets in the Michigan strength and conditioning program, the sky's the limit for Devin Baxter. You know, you see 24-7 has him as a three-star. Rivals has him as a three-star. ESPN doesn't have him ranked. On three is the only one that has him as a four-star. I like him as a four-star kid. Like, his floor is really scary just because he is so raw. But again, if he hits that ceiling, I'm not exaggerating. I really do think that he has a David Ajabo type of ceiling. I think he can be that type of difference maker. As a pass rusher, if you don't believe me, believe Jesse Minter. There's a reason that Minter, uh, who doesn't usually take a, a lot of leads on recruitments, he's involved and has a hand in a lot of recruitments. He made sure him and Dylan Roney were the guys on top of Devin Baxter. Like this was a guy that, that Minter absolutely loves. So um, yeah, I I think Michigan fans should be even more excited than they are about Devin Baxter. Uh, Let's go back to the uh, offensive side of the ball and talk about uh, the first of the three that dropped actually four-star wide receiver, Amarion Stewart out of Chicago. Kenwood, Amarion has been one of my favorites for a long time. Um, He's a guy that I saw as a youth. I was at a seven-on-seven tournament seeing J.J. McCarthy. I remember seeing Amarion Stewart and being like, all right, this guy, he had something. And I went out to see Tyler McLaurin, Michigan sign- linebacker signee from a couple of cycles ago. And Amarion was playing at Bolingbroke at the time and was a high school teammate of McLaurin. And uh, you could see the flash. You could see the skill was there. And now as a senior, I think Amarion Stewart has grown into one of the more polished possession receivers in the country. He's a reliable pass catcher. He's a crafty route runner. He's a guy that sometimes gets knocked for not having verified times, but he's looked plenty fast and explosive this offseason playing on the club seven on seven circuit with Midwest boom. He has enough speed to take the top off of defense. I don't think he's Channing Goodwin where he's strictly a slot. I think he can play the slot. I can think he can play the outside. In fact, Ron Bellamy likened him to Roman Wilson when they had their film breakdown on his official visit. It was putting Amarion's film side by side with Roman Wilson's film. Now, Roman Wilson was obviously a big-time burner. Uh, Again, I don't think Amarion is that type of burner, but he is uh, a more consistent pass catcher With enough juice to make things happen. My NFL comparison for Amarion Stewart was Emmanuel Sanders, a guy I went to school with at SMU and had a very, very productive uh, career there before being a two-time Pro Bowler in the NFL. And Emmanuel Sanders was kind of the same way. There were a lot of components of his game that he just really, really liked. He was just so smooth, so reliable, and a guy that could make uh, plays happen from the slot or from the outside so uh, I really like the Emmanuel Sanders comparison for Amarion Stewart and he has that type of build Marion's not a big guy he's right at about six foot but he's he has a nice compact build in his upper half he's added some good weight in his lower half as well he was a really skinny kid early on he was I think originally listed at 160 bulked all the way up to 185 this offseason so yeah a lot to like about Marion Stewart's game and Um, you know great kid as well one of my personal favorites I I think he's going to be a great culture fit at Michigan and uh, Zach I know you had a chance to see Amarion at the Under Armour camp earlier this offseason I know you've seen him in the past so uh, briefly tell us your thoughts on Amarion so we can dive into the OB weekend.
1: Well first big shout out to Amarion's dad for wearing the Wolverine costume on ot7 live when he committed committed but yeah i mean Amarion, so he's a 24 so michigan has now gotten a commitment from chicago in its suburbs at least one since 2019 i think so that would be the trevor keegan year um that, that 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 includes the four guys that they got last year and this past cycle too like michigan has done such a good job with prioritizing that city i mean there's so much talent that leaks out of the Catholic league, you know, the public school league, like inside the city and really the surrounding areas, um, you know, for people who don't know Sheryl Moore, the offensive coordinator, his prime, one of his primary regions is Chicago. And he's done a really good job with establishing relationships with key recruiting figures in the area. Like I know when you go down there too, right? Like Sheryl Moore always gets brought up and every time I'm there, they're always saying like Sheryl Moore is great. Ron Bellamy is great. Uh, Mike Elston, too, has a big impact in that city from his time at Notre Dame. Like, um, you know, there's so many kids there available, but there's also so many teams there trying to pluck out talent and Michigan's able to get who they want and good on them. You know, if um, to to prioritize, you know, still your region, but also a region that comes out with four or five stars annually. I think that's a really solid, solid plan. And they're succeeding it every year.
0: Definitely, definitely. I think there's someone debating whether uh, Taylor Tatum is coming for his OV this weekend. He told me he is not. That's directly from him. He is not likely to make the OV. And uh, he told our national analyst, Sam Spiegelman, today, that was yesterday, today, that he is completely done, has canceled his official visit. So, yeah, uh, I've checked my sources. Um, All right, let's talk a little bit about the official visits um victor's weekend is more so for the commits there are double digit commits on campus uh this weekend obviously gave the guides a chance to really bond devin baxter ended up committing but there were a couple of uncommitted recruits on campus as well the big fish being top 100 cornerback aaron scott Zach, I know you've been touching base with Aaron after the visit. Tell me a little bit about where you think things stand with Scott.
1: I mean, I know both of us were talking about in the last podcast. I know the commits were hyping it up on social media. I know the word was that after the weekend, Michigan was going to have more confidence going into that Ohio State official visit weekend in a few days. And I think everything turned out the way it should. I mean, 15, well, including Baxter, that was 14 commits that were on campus together at the same time. So that means Aaron Scott was able to bond with so what over a dozen f- potential future teammates right. Um, he has been recruited so consistently so with a persistence that's unknown to man for by the commits these past, two months really since March, right? Like he has developed great relationships with all of them. He's communicates with them often on social media and text. So on that weekend, there wasn't really a need to pressure him. Right. There wasn't like, Hey, shut it down now. Um, you know, commit to us right now, like get the edit tonight. Right. They, they really just all hung out. Um, you know, one commit told us that they didn't have to say it, their actions kind of told it, right. Like they all, their connection with each other, despite living in different states, all of them getting together for the first time, but still acting like they were best friends for years, having the same amount of excitement that they're all going to have this one common goal, which is to win a national championship. Once they're all enrolled Um, there, there's confidence that those targets were able to see that. And then they want to be a part of that too. So even from what we've gathered from, you know, key sources, it's the same, right? Like it went well, everything went off without a hitch. um, Everything, everyone did what they were supposed to do. Now it's just waiting for this weekend, which is the Ohio state weekend. Um, That's when Scott and top 100 cornerback Bryce West out of Cleveland will be taking their official visits to the Buckeyes Mm -hmm. before announcing their decisions, maybe in July. Um, You know, to, to, to not go too in depth on it, I think, it's really a matter of who Aaron Scott and Bryce West quite frankly say no to. Like, do you say no to the Buckeyes, the in-state school, the team that has made it known that the best in Ohio stay in Ohio? Um, you know, the secondary's coach of Walton and Ryan day, the head coach have talked to him every single day. And then the other side, do you say no to Michigan? And that's say no to Steve Clay sale who has built, you know, who has became like an uncle figure of sorts of these guys, um, he has his presence and his um, influence made throughout the states and all the commits for Michigan who have, you know, made their desire talents so needed at Michigan. So it's a wait and see game. I'm not in a pred- position right now to drop a prediction. I mean, that'd be silly considering Ohio State's this weekend, but we'll see. You know, it's it's a wait and see, um, and, you know, by probably by this time next week, we'll see who's actually leading and uh, we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, I think Michigan built a ton of momentum with Aarons, but it all comes down to next weekend. I think we'll know a lot more following his trip to Columbus. Now, coming out of this visit, I put in a prediction for Michael Uini. Um, and I actually think it's pronounced Weenie. It's Michael Weenie. So Michael Weenie, uh, prediction in for Michigan shortly following his official visit. And now the Wolverines are trending, so – Uh, I put in a prediction. Uh, Steve Wolfong came in after me, put in a prediction. I feel like some others have as well. Uh, Zach's put in a prediction. 93.1% lead on the on-free recruiting prediction machine. And I told you guys on last week's show, Michigan is a real dark horse. And uh, I tried tried to scream that from the rooftops. I was really excited about what Michigan could do this weekend. And Weenie connected really, really well with the Michigan offensive line commits. Remember, all five of the offensive line commits were there, including Blake Frazier, who lives in his area, uh, and they they just bonded extremely well. Uh, Weenie had been to Michigan in the past, but he really felt like part of the family on this visit. He's bonded really well with Michigan offensive line coach, Sharon Moore, who has long made him a top priority. Now, I'm not exactly sure what this means for Bennett Warren. I never put in a prediction for Bennett Warren, but uh, I still think Michigan's in good shape there. I will say that even with Michigan trending for Weenie, Bennett Warren is not completely off the board, uh, but I still think there's some moving parts there. I think Weenie is the guy uh, they want all the way. He does have official visits set to Alabama and Georgia, which is scary on paper, but I was confident enough to put in a prediction after the visit. And I love where the Wolverines stand with him. And remember, Weenie's not a true uh, native Texan. He was born in the Pacific Northwest. Comes from a military family, so he's moved around a little bit. Um, But, yeah, I I really like my prediction for Weenie. And uh, last official visitor so we can get to the next weekend. We're already running out of time. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, Look, Jeremiah Beasley. Michigan's long been considered the leader here or at least for a couple or for several months, I guess, since his spring game visit or even before that uh, 95.8% leader on the on three recruiting prediction machine. Briefly, Zach, tell me how you're feeling about your prediction after the OV.
1: Uh, yeah. Chris part. I mean, if anyone doesn't know, Jeremiah Beasley pushed back his commitment from March, which was his birthday to June. And that gave enough time for library Schools, Chris Partridge, to remind Beasley pretty much on the daily that he is a top target, like priority target. And that's something that Beasley has still not forgotten, like on the first day when Partridge called him as soon as he got to Schembechler Hall. So um, yeah, multiple spring practices visits, the spring game and then official visit. I think that kind of sealed the deal. Obviously, like we said, Missouri is this upcoming weekend, but I think the Wolverines did enough. (laughs)
0: i am confident in my prediction for jeremiah beasley i like what michigan did this weekend michigan state already had its shot uh michigan's obviously the superior program all right before we dive into this coming weekend's official visitors which we're gonna try to get through uh in a in quick fashion we're already at the uh, 27 minute mark uh do you want to take a moment to shout out our sponsor lewis jeweler's longtime partner of the Wolverine here on our Tuesday night recruiting show. Simple question, guys. Have you taken care of that gift for that special woman in your life? If the answer is no, the great news is Lewis Jewelers can help. It's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned expert trusted advisors, finding that perfect diamond. So stop by today, guys, and take care of any special woman uh, in your life. My wife's birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks, and I will definitely be heading to Lewis Jewelers to get – Uh, A gigantic diamond, which, uh, you know, I can definitely afford. Uh, And if I I can't afford a gigantic diamond, I'll get uh, some of those nice earrings. And if you can afford a gigantic diamond, I would definitely advise heading over to Lewis Jewelers, which has been around since 1921. Visit them at their new location, 300 South Maple Road in Ann Arbor or online at lewisjewelers.com. That's Lewis Jewelers, where Ann Arbor and the world gets engaged. Okay. So official visits coming up this weekend. It's a big one, a lot of big time targets. Uh, Like I said, Zach, we should be a little brief here as we only have a a few more minutes left. And guys, remember this is not the Wednesday show, so if you do want a last minute question answered, you have to click the little money sign symbol. That'll get you a super chat and that will get you on the screen and we'll take a break to answer your question, but the Highest rated guy coming in actually is Gatlin Bear, who's shot up all the way up to number 40 in the country nationally. Obviously, running in the 10 twos and the 100 meter will catch anybody's attention. Bear is uh, a dynamic weapon at the wide receiver pos- position, speed that Michigan does not really have. I mean, world class speed here. He beat out Nicholas Harbor in a recent track meet. He is The closest thing to Xavier Worthy since Xavier Worthy said goodbye to the class. So Gatlin Bear, Zach, tell us where Michigan stands.
1: So, yeah, as we've said before with Gatlin, he is a 24 recruit, but he won't enroll to a school until 2026 because of his two-year mission. So that's going to happen in January, and he's going to uh, graduate from high school in December. But, yes, it's still on this weekend. You know, I know the Aaron Childs thing got some people riled up, but, yeah, the top 100 wide receiver is coming in Ann Arbor on Friday for his first ever visit to Michigan, let alone official visit, first ever visit. Um, But the, the amount of effort put in by Jay Harbaugh, who was a key uh, instrumental piece to Lane Colston Loveland, who lives about an hour away from Gatlin Bear in Idaho, Ron Bellamy um, also went out there to um, the mountains really for um, the spring evaluation period more than once, um, yeah, this is, you know, for people who really don't know how fast he is, he's the I've checked online, he, his 100-meter speed is the second fastest in the country by any class, so not just juniors, but seniors, sophomores, and freshmen. Um, you know, the, Oregon has gotten an official visit from him. I think he went down to TCU um, before early in the summer. I know he spoke to our Nebraska on 3 website that he might try to return to uh, Lincoln in September. But yeah, this is an all-hands-on-deck approach for Gatlin, um, colson Loveland. as I first mentioned. He's going to be a key piece, more likely will be the host. If he's not the host, then Andrew Gentry will be the host, I assume. Um, Gentry has also took his two-year mission before enrolling in An Arbor, so that connectability is going to help as well. Um, Jim Harbaugh is known for taking in kids who have gone on missions um, during his time at Stanford. Um, he t- actually took in... I'm the name's coming off the top of my head, but the quarterback for the tight end, quarterback for the Saints, uh, he was supposed. Yes, he was supposed to go to Stanford, but then Harbaugh left. So, um, yeah, this is one that's very relatable. Uh, There's a lot of understanding with two-year missions, and I think that's something Bears really appreciative. Um, His head coach obviously used to coach Colson Loveland, and that's how they know each other. Um, His head coach has really pumped up the resources and the extra, I guess the opportunities that Michigan can provide compared to other schools, right? Like, you know, Gallon is someone who wants to be a strength and conditioning coach. Ben Herbert's the best strength and conditioning coach in the country. So having that presentation is going to make a difference. Um, I fully expect him to commit before the season. I think he wants to get it over with, um, but yeah, having, ha- having him go into the July period will help. I don't, I don't really believe in having the last official making a difference, but I think this should help um, having allowing him to get 48 hours on campus, seeing it for himself as opposed to being told it. So I'm confident that Michigan can do a really fine job with selling Gallon on family and relationships, but also just wide receiver development and allowing his speed to translate into NFL potential, because that's what he wants to do in life. So uh, really looking forward to see what comes out of this visit.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I feel like there's a prime opportunity for Michigan to leapfrog Nebraska and become – that team to beat given all the connections and things you said something important there, the strength and conditioning program. I know that gets attention from all recruits. It's also important to note that his dad is a strength and conditioning guy. So uh, that's something that I'm sure will impress the family as well. Let's go ahead and talk about Darian Mayo, my guy, uh, top 100 edge out of only good counsel. Yes. He is a teammate of Aaron Childs. And like I said earlier, like, I don't think the Child's, you know, shock is going to have any impact on Darian Mayo. I never got the sense that Mayo and Child's were all in on being a package deal or anything like that. Mayo's going in with an open mind. Michigan is going to do everything they can to land Mayo. Like the Wolverines are in it with a lot of quality edge targets. They just got one in Devin Baxter. They're the leader for Jacob Smith, who's coming in on an unofficial visit. Uh, they're the on three prediction machine leader for Dominic Nichols as well. Uh, Brian Robinson still floating out there. So but when it comes to, to just pure talent, the, the top dog on that board is Darian Mayo. And not just from a ranking perspective. I think that's how the staff sees it. At, well, obviously, there's a bit of a numbers crunch, but Darian Mayo would be a take no matter what. I mean, this is a kid that's a legit six foot seven. He's listed at six foot eight, 250 pounds. He's huge. His upside is gigantic. He's gotten a lot better this offseason as well, which is really, really scary. I saw him in game last year and was like, man, this guy has some real potential. Then I saw him at the uh, Under Armour camp in Baltimore in May and was like, man, Mayo's really come along. He's a legit top 100 guy. Mayo could finish as a five-star prospect by the end of his senior year. I really believe that. So he's an absolutely uh, crucial target for Michigan going into this weekend. So can the Wolverines land him? You know, It's definitely possible. You see Michigan has the lead on the on-three recruiting prediction machine. There's a lot going on with Mayo's recruitment. I think Michigan, Ohio State, and Clemson are the schools at the top. If I had to pick a leader today, it would probably be Clemson. But Michigan does get the benefit of this last official visit. Like I said earlier, Michigan's going to do whatever they can to land Darian Mayo. He's a take no matter what. He's the top dog. They're going to make him feel that way. They're going to make him feel like a priority. They're going to break down the edge production. They're going to pull up his film. They're going to pull up film of uh, guys that they've had in the past, Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo, Mike Morris, guys they've had on the roster that they're really excited about. You know, it's easy for Michigan to sell – edge production because they actually have edge production and not saying Clemson doesn't or Ohio state doesn't, but I think the way Michigan puts together presentations coupled along with uh, Jesse Minter's NFL experience and Dylan Roney's personality. I think the Wolverines have a great shot at getting Darian Mayo, despite the Aaron child situation. This one's a tight race. It's too close to call. I don't have a prediction in, I think we'll know a lot more about Mayo coming out of the official visit weekend. Uh, but the Wolverines have as good of a shot as anybody with him. Uh, I absolutely love what he brings to the table as that bigger edge. I think um, you know he's in that same mold as a as an Aiden Hutchinson. He would play that uh, style of football. So uh, we'll see what the official visit produces. Uh, very quickly, let's let's hit on a, a couple of these corners so you know all eyes are on uh Bryce West and Aaron Scott, but uh, Zach briefly tell me about Tarayan Nichols, another Ohio native that is coming in for an OV this weekend that people aren't really talking about because of Scott and West.
1: Yeah, let's just not let's let's just make it clear, right? Like Trion Nichols is not a backup option. Like if Michigan could get all three, they will. Um Tarion is someone who visited in March. Um, he went up there with uh, Withrow University teammate Chris Henry. He's a 26 wideout, probably going to be a top five recruit nationally. Um, to Ryan is someone who has really, is has really. I think he's someone who could be a Steve Klinkscale loyalist. And I think that's someone who buys into everything that Klinkscale says. Um, he's one that's, you know, I think we've talked about Klinkscale a lot. He's, you know, someone that doesn't sugarcoat things and you know, we'll get on you if he has to. And I think to Ryan as a kid who can excel in that type of environment, um, he's a big, he's a big kid, like very strong, like kind of stocky built for his size, um, but he moves really well. I saw him at practice once Uh good lateral quickness. Um, I saw him take a lot of reps at safety. Um, all of his corner reps when he did it in front of college coaches were all against Chris Henry and Chris Henry is about six, five, you know, <laughs> but yeah, Tyrion is someone I think Michigan could really seal the deal with on this visit. I know Kentucky is leading right now, but again, Michigan hasn't gotten him on campus yet. Uh, again, Steve Klinkscale is someone who has really prioritized the city of Cincinnati. Um, right now, there are four total commits combined in 23 and 24 classes. Tyrion could be the fifth. Um, there could be another one in Elias Rudolph, who's uh, now seeing his commitment on July 7th. Uh, July 3rd. sorry. But, yeah, Tyrion is definitely not a backup option. If Michigan can land really either Scott or West or both, then Tyrion is still in the mix. Um, if Scott or West go elsewhere, then obviously Tyrion goes up to one of the top options. So I'm um, really looking forward to, I think, this is someone who can really be solid, high floor, um, you know, good, good attitude, someone who, you know, just wants to play football. And I think that's part of that Cincinnati mindset. So, I mean – all those kids really have that same kind of attitude. And I think that's really good for Michigan who prides itself on grit, you know.
0: Another corner that Michigan is bringing in is Jameer Grimsley, who's actually a top 100 prospect. So another big time corner, you know, there hasn't been a lot of Michigan buzz with Grimsley quite frankly, because he hasn't visited uh, all the other schools in his top group, whether it's Penn state or Florida state or Alabama, he's visited those schools. This will be, Grimsley's first ever trip to Michigan this is a kid that Quink likes a lot he went down and saw him during the spring evaluation period 6'2 185 track kid I actually met up with Grimsley at his track meet when I was down in Tampa this spring really good looking kid Uh, I'll be curious to see if Michigan can create any movement now that they're actually getting him on campus for a visit you know Florida State Alabama Penn State those are the three schools that are at the top but if Michigan can create some movement with Grimsley, they would absolutely love to have him on board. So he's, uh, he's tall, long. He has track speed. I think he ran into 10-7. So kind of similar build and track times as a Jair Hill. All right, really quick, a uh, couple of unofficial visitors coming in. Uh, I'll hit on one super fast. Jacob Smith, four-star edge. Michigan has the lead there. Gerard Smith, his brother's coming in for an OB. Uh, I think the Wolverines are in a nice spot uh, to seal the deal with Jacob and also Zaquan Patterson top 100 safety out of South Florida will be making an unofficial visit teammate and 2025 Michigan commit Chris Ewald will also be uh, on the visit. So Zach, a uh, couple sentences really quick. Tell me uh, what you think about Michigan's chances heading into this trip. Uh, he just told on three earlier this afternoon that
1: he's going to, he goes on these trips with his mom, and if mom likes the school, then he's going to choose the school. So if Michigan can win over mom on June 23rd, then Michigan has a legit shot to beat out Miami.
0: Yeah, having mom come to Michigan is really important. Patterson's been there in the past. I think this will be his mom's first trip. So getting her on board uh, will be imperative. You'll have Ewald in his ear. Look, Miami has a big lead. He's a South Florida guy. Miami's an NIL-friendly school. On top of all of that, but I think Michigan – does have a chance to create some movement this weekend. If there is a school out there that can beat Miami, it is Michigan. Um, We did have some uh, fans from Ohio State join the chat today, but they were much more respectful than the Notre Dame fans. At least they uh, kept out of the chat. But we will have uh, more Michigan recruiting coverage. Uh, Any fans can join, Ohio State fans, Notre Dame fans, Tennessee fans hate me now apparently too. So anybody is welcome to join over at the Wolverine.com where you can get a subscription for $1 for three months. You can also uh, sign up for an entire year for $49.99. You can like this video. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is completely free. I will be back tomorrow to answer everybody's questions on the Wednesday Q&A. Until then, uh, appreciate it, guys. Have a great Tuesday night.